0: welcome to the kdfl fantasy football podcast i'm brett Steele. i'm here with jonathan detroit haynes
1: yo what's up fellas
0: what's going on also joining is phil Roxy, and he's going to go ahead and let us know what we have in store for today's show. Hey, thanks, Brett. Yeah, we got another good one for you guys
2: for this episode. Um, We're going to go have a recap of last week's games, talk about how we did, our predictions for those games. We're going to have any reactions we had for that week, and then we're also going to review our studs and duds from that week, um, guys who we thought would outperform and underperform their projections. Uh, Then we're going to go on to players that we've given up on, guys that are struggling so far this season that we don't think are going to turn it around. Then we're going to get into guys we haven't yet given up on, guys we think who can turn this season around. Um, and then we're going to get into week three predictions, as we usually do on these episodes. Um, but for now, let's get it kicked off with a recap of the week two games.
0: Right? Okay, so we start in Cross Vegas with the Marmette Midnight Riders taking on the Cross Vegas Gamblers. Austin Eckler with another solid week at 23.3 points. However, Galvin Cook leading the way for all fantasy backs so far this se- season turns in a 28.1 point week. Even though the councilman was in the stance to cheer on the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton and Debo Samuel, it wasn't enough as the Cross Vegas Gamblers win 244 to 231. Next, we go to Glasgow, where the Putnam Mountain Mamas take on the Glasgow Gunslingers. Mahomes and Julio were just simply too much in this game, combining for 75 points. 297 by the Gunslingers gives us our high score of the week. And on the Putnam Mountain Mama side, Tower Boyd becomes their highest scorer with 22 points. Hell have no fury like a commish scorn. He turns in a result of 297 to 180.5, ending the expansion team welcome wagon. Next up, we go got Roxalana, the Polka Pharmacists, taking on the Roxalana Renegades. Brady and Ertz lead the way for the Pharmacists on offense with 49 combined points. Kinkley leads the defense for Polka with 23 points of his own. Even with the homer Galladay putting in a good performance of 27 points, it was not enough for the Renegades as they fall to put performance 228 to 211. <laughs> got, some, got some
1: Renegades some
0: in the back there. Speaking of dogs, next up we have the River Rats taking on the Doberman. <laughs> the Maire Jackson show in this one is a QB1, 32.9 points so far. Um, like I said, QB number one on the season. Hilton paying off uh, 23.7 points. It was a big running back letdown for the Dobermans as he had three running backs combined for just 29 points. They fall 207.8 to 198.9. The closest game of the week goes to the Elkview River Rats. Next, we turn turn to Nitro, where the Mega Powers come to town, taking on the Neanderthals. A bonehead benching of Mark Andrews by yours truly results in a 25-point swing with O.J. Howard putting up the goose egg. (laughs) Godwin also dominated in, that, dominated in that game, making everything that much worse, putting up 26.1 points in what has to be a career achievement for Neanderthals owner Phil Ruxy. <laughs> he crosses that Phil goal line and wins 211.7 to 201.4. Rounding out get
2: of... over that.
0: <laughs> Rounding out week two, we have our game of the week, the Canal. County Kings going to the Charleston Methadones, and sadly, for a game of the week, this one was over the second the afternoon game started when Drew's Breeze goes down, getting under Tim McCarthy a whopping negative 1.5. Bell is the Kings high scorer at 20. Russell and Lockett get it done in Pittsburgh, combining for 46 points, and with that happening, have a low score of 152.5. Tim is eliminated in the KDFL Eliminator. And the Charleston Methadones, scoring 208, take it home. That is it for Week 2 Results.
1: Well, guys, I just want to say it's nice being 2-0. It just feels so good.
2: Mm-hmm. As expected, I feel like the River Rats would be at the top of the league at this point.
1: That's true you did, Phil. That's because you always have faith in me, unlike our other co-host. He only has faith in himself, I think.
0: Yeah. remember, he me. went down against my Neanderthals this week. So. Over yeah, Two straight weeks, Mark Andrews. T- Tight end number one hasn't scored me a single point because of keep following freaking <laughs> O.J. Howard. So,
1: Man, that, you that's like
0: – no, whatever. Do I don't even know what he did. Didn't even look. He didn't do much this week. Yeah. That made Detroit happy, I'm sure. Um <laughs> I mean biggest surprise. I I I mean me and Detroit picked Tim or picked Matt to win this game, I didn't see Tim turning in one fifty two. It's just like everything went wrong for
1: him in that matchup. Well, you know, Tim's Tim, so it couldn't happen to a nicer guy, could it? No, it could not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely yeah. think that's probably going to be one of the lowest
0: scores of the season, probably. I don't know where that ranks all the time, lowest scores. But its I, I would say – I mean, I know uh, Jeremy will have this, but that's got to be top ten, lowest scores. Well, I'd
1: have to, yeah. I'd have to have the commission check into yeah. that. Yeah, we definitely have to check in there. But I have a feeling that Brum might have seven out of those top ten.
0: So oh, Brom. R.I.P. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, so going into our um, studs and duds. Uh, Where do we think I know uh, I looked pretty good with D.D. Westbrook turning in you know less DeAndre than Hopkins. yeah <laughs> D.D., uh D.D. Only turned in less than two points uh, in Houston. It kind of went it went the way I uh, said it would. Now I kind of missed on Will Fuller. Uh, he didn't he didn't disappoint. But he got it right around what he was projected. So as far as the sky, I don't think it really qualifies. So I hear Phil already uh, chirping about DeAndre Hopkins. So Phil, how did your two turn out?
2: Oh uh, yeah, had uh, DeAndre Hopkins underperforming? Uh, um, and he only had five catches for 40 yards and nine fantasy points.
1: I really wish we would have had the sound drop of uh, Detroit saying
2: he couldn't disagree more with that
0: pick from
1: last week. <laughs> oh, I said, I uh, think, I think the, I said, couldn't agree more.
0: Oh man, this guy, the old okay. man. Oh, is that what you said? Okay, yeah. I must have misunderstood you. My bad. That's my fault. No oh, oh, man. No problem. <laughs>
2: Um, and then the other guy, I had Sam Darnold. I thought he was going to be a top three quarterback last week. Um, he turns was, out he was just top top three
0: at kissing women,
2: apparently. So
0: <laughs> he was a stud at least, though, right? I mean, he's a stud somewhere. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So he worked out off the field anyway. I don't
1: like that kind of humor, guys. Sorry.
0: Half point. Half point to Phil for getting the stud
1: part right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for, my, for me this week, my uh, I had Saquon Barkley as my dud. Now, to be fair, he was projected to score 23 points, and he only scored 22.5. Yeah. So, so he did underperform. I mean, you, you were like the guy, you know, on
0: his first day of prison goes to try to find the biggest guy in the yard to make a statement. Give a
1: dud to like the top one of top
0: fantasy running backs who well, they I mean, can't do anything but dump off to the man.
1: But did he did he reach his projections? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, so technically, I wasn't wrong.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: And for my stud of the week, I could I hit this nail right on the head. I said Josh Allen would outscore. Big Ben, and Aaron Rodgers, and I said oh. he probably would outscore both of them combined. Or Maybe maybe I didn't say combined, but he ended up scoring I mean, them, outscoring I mean, them both. We're not talking about that. We're talking about yeah, I mean, come on, guys.
0: Revision is history here.
1: Did Re- you guys have Josh Allen outscoring both of them this week? No, I didn't yeah, think I didn't so. mean, yeah, I yeah. Saying that, no. Yeah. Well, he did, and I said
2: I couldn't it... agree with you more when you said that.
1: Oh my bad. Okay, sure. I must have misheard you then. Anyways, and Reed heard the podcast, and he listened to my advice. Except he should have he should have took Big Ben out, and left Rogers in his lineup, which ended <laughs> up costing him the game this week.
0: They got close with the Beckham touchdown um, in that game. But then, but then, I mean, the game script flipped to where it wasn't going to be. They're not going to keep oh. throwing.
1: I was even, in panic mode. So. Yeah,
0: even though they still threw more than, like, they should have with that Jets offense out there. Like, I don't know what they're doing, like, still having Baker drop back. I, but,
1: man, Baker just does not make very smart decisions.
0: And more than just football.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't yeah, have lots for guy. sure. That's true.
0: <sighs> Pains me to say it after week two, where Detroit was six and oh. A perfect record. Uh, woo!
1: That was perfect.
0: He now moves to ten and two on, on the hey. record.
1: Hey Brett. Yes. I am I am what I am, and I say I'm absolutely perfect. Shout out Kurt eddy Phil was so
0: lost right there. There's no clue. <laughs> Shout out <to> Kurt Henning. <laughs> uh, I went uh, when I got four and two uh, to to go to nine and three. Uh, Phil uh, Phil went four and two as well to go to to go to seven and five. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at on the season, and we we'll, we'll add that with our week three predictions today. Now. Thank you to Detroit for keeping me on online here. Yeah, we're going to the players that we just uh we we we've given up on uh, this year, uh, maybe a dynasty as a whole. Um, but uh who is up first with with their player? They are
1: throwing the towel. I believe I believe it's me and uh now to clarify, this isn't guys that are on our particular team. It could be on anybody's team here. So I went with fantasy, really. Yeah, right. I went with a player from the Montrose Mega Powers, mm-hmm. and that would be tight end OJ Howard. He got you. Uh, how many points did he get you this week, Brett? Zero oh, points. Wow. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, oh. I'm just I'm just not big on this guy. Obviously, his quarterback situation is pretty bad, but. His first two years of the season, he came in really hyped up coming out of Alabama. I believe he was picked 19th overall in the first round. First year, he had 26 receptions. Last year, he only had 34. This year, he's off to a big four receptions and 32 yards. I just think it's time to pull the plug on this guy. Well, I don't see a good outlet on him or an outlook, yeah. He,
0: uh, he was on the field 80% of the snaps
1: last week. No target. Wow. Bruce Arians, who's
0: known for not using a tight end, says that he just needs to play better. Uh, I, I heard all the rumors that, that you know Bruce Arians doesn't use the tight end, but then hey, he's never had you know OJ Howard to throw to, who's supposed to be an athletic freak. So uh, very disappointed uh, at, at, at his beginning, and even more so salt in the wound with Mark Andrews on
1: my bench just to talk about me because that's what I like to do. Um, (laughs) we know you love you love you some yourself
0: i do love me some me um but uh so i mean we'll see. i i have to agree with you there um there's no excuse for not getting howard more involved though i mean
2: they got to get him at least five targets a game i would say
0: yeah i agree he's been used as just a uh a run blocker so far so okay um, moving on to me now. I have a little bit different, because um, okay, I'll just say it. I'm going with Joe Mixon here, but it's not a you. Need to, you get to cut this guy. Nobody's cutting this guy. Nobody's even binging him. But I'm just, I just feel like after looking at that offense and seeing that offensive line, um, and seeing how the game scripts are going to go for the Bengals, Andy Dalton's averaging over forty throws a game right now. So. And they're not going to be in a lot of games. They got blown out of the water at home versus the Niners. So, I just think it's more of a, I got to cut on any type of high expectations for Mixon. To me, if he finishes inside RB24, then that's going to be a plus. And you're just hoping for a check down city, and maybe he breaks one every week. So, I mean, going into the season, that's not where he was taken. He's low RB1 going into the season. So, uh like I said, I'm not getting rid of the guy or anything like that. I just think his, his potential is limited just based on the, the offense that he's in and how the games are going to go. And the injury week one didn't help. So...
1: Is it really because he's a uh, he plays for our commissioner?
0: No, because I have exposure to him in two of my other five leagues.
1: Jim I don't know what it. you're talking about. The only league I'm in is this KDFL. <laughs> right. nice. well, I,
0: have, I have him. I have like I'm rooting for Joe Mixon this year, Um but but yeah, I will say if it, if it hurts the commish, then we'll. Uh, we'll, we'll it,
2: there just aren't going to be a lot of points out of the Bengals, a lot of fantasy points, so it's not really any points there. So I don't think, and like you were saying, Mixon's probably not going to get a lot of opportunities, He's we're really going to be behind in a lot of games.
0: Well, he's got a tough match up with the Bills, but then he goes. I know he goes with with Pittsburgh, and then he has another. uh Another easy, uh, easier start there. So we might see a drop down this week again, which will will hurt his overall season. It'll tick up, and then I think it'll settle back down somewhere in between those two. So, All right, Phil, uh, who do you have on yours? Uh,
2: My guy I'm going with is Kiki Kuti, the second-year receiver out of Texas Tech. Um, Throughout his career so far, he's just had injury problems. He missed the first three games of last year with a hamstring issue. And he would subsequently injure it two more times last year, missed a total of 10 games. Um, The first game he did play in last year, though, he had 11 catches for 109 yards, which is the most since the AFL-NFL merger in any debut. Um, But, of course, we look at this season, first game of the year, he's out with an ankle injury. And then in game two last week, he had two catches for seven yards on four targets. Um, And then kind of with the emergence of Kenny Stills, um, I wouldn't say an emergence, I guess. He's been around, but – Seems like he's kind of taken over the three spot in the slot position. So, and he had a, as nearly as many um, snap counts as QT. So, I think with all of that being said, I just don't think QT is going to have a, a good year this year. I don't think he's going to get a lot of opportunity. I was expecting him to have a, a breakout season, but I don't think it's going to happen.
0: So, so Detroit, just just to recap, you you pick you know, the fourth round tight end that was drafted in, in redraft leagues. I pick a second-round running back, and Phil cuts bait on an undrafted wide receiver
1: <laughs>
2: from
0: the Texans.
1: <laughs> and why, why are you taking, supposed to have a breakout
0: season this year?
1: Wait a yeah. minute! Why are you taking shots at Phil? It was his pick I, not yours,
0: man? I was re- I was just you know recalling what happened there, where they may. So, all right, all right, I hear you. Uh, yeah, Kenny Steele's kind of uh, writing was on the wall then. Um, with with uh, old Kiki. key keys so, all right, players. We refuse to give up on that I've had a rough start. Mine is very dynasty specific. If, if this guy probably wasn't, if he was drafted in redraft leagues, you know you can let go of him now because it's also condition specific. But for whatever reason, I cannot give up on Corey Davis. It sounds insane. Wide receiver, Titans. Here's what I want. This is. I will give up on him if he fails once. There is a QB change in Tennessee. Mariota's not it. He doesn't stay healthy long enough. This isn't going to go well. They we just need to fix it now. Uh, Tannehill gets in there. I, I, I trust Tannehill. More
2: at at this point.
0: Things that you uh, you never thought you'd say. This guy is lightning quick. He's tall. He has the ability to be a star in the league, but he guy has to get the right situation. That's why I say dynasty and no other type of league. Um, so until he either goes to another team and gets an opportunity as a wide receiver one, at very bottom of wide receiver number two, or they make a QB change and if it still doesn't fix then then we can revisit. But I can't give up on Corey Davis until he gets some new circumstances. We've seen it too many times where a guy, Amari Cooper goes to Dallas. Just starts falling it out. It's all about the circumstances that account for a lot more in the NFL than I think we give them credit. So, so that is my
1: cannot give up on player. Bill, I like. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I like. Oh, I have to talk on this because he is an LP River rat. I uh, I actually actually kind of agree with you a little bit there. I'm really down on him, but it's only because I drafted him number three overall a couple years ago. Uh, and I drafted him over guys like Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook. You know, some really good decisions there. But he, he did have 65 receptions last year in the sophomore year. Had like 900 yards. Um, I just his his quarterback situation is terrible. So you're pretty much dead on. Maybe he can. Maybe Tennessee can get somebody in there next year and he can break out. So yeah, you I agree guys talk
2: about my quarterback.
1: <laughs> Uh, Which one? You got really Marietta. bad ones, so I don't know which one. Oh, yeah, Mariota. Wait, no, Rivers <laughs> is good. What are you talking about? Ah, well, I just assume it was bad since they were on your team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many third-place finishes do you have? Oh. Well, if you're not first, you're last, buddy. <laughs>
0: High bar we're setting here. <laughs> oh, hey,
1: that's,
2: that's true. true. Seriously, I think Mariota is going to get better. I really do.
0: Oh, well, really? he's in year five, so maybe, maybe by year eight or nine, he'll turn around.
1: Oh, let's just not just go. Let's just not. Let's just not debate on Matthew Stafford. I can't. I can't do that today. Who he's a the top
2: twenty-five back? quarterback, I
1: think.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I went with another second-year wide receiver, and Dante Pettis. Um, I was really high on this guy out of college. I thought he was going to have a really good rookie year. It was decent. He had 45 catches for 467 numbers and five touchdowns and only playing in 12 games. Um, but so far this year, he only has one target and one catch in two games so far. Um, he's behind Marquise Goodwin and Debo Samuel on the depth chart. Um, I do think he's going to overtake Samuel at some point this season. Um, I just think he's super talented, and I think he's going to end up at least number two. Um, so I think he's going to turn this season around.
0: Yeah, so funny story about Pettis. Uh, Sitting there in the draft, wondering who to take, kind of lost. Don't know, don't know who to grab. So what I usually do in that situation is I look at one of your all's favorite teams and see who they took high and go after that guy. So I saw the 49ers took a wide receiver, so went after him. And now I'm stuck in this Pettis hell. Uh, I guess you could call it karma. For one week he's the number one. Next week. Or sometimes in the same week, and then we get to Sunday, and he's on the field for two snaps. So I'm stuck here waiting to see what plays out with that as well. Detroit, anything
1: on Pettis, or do you want to go to uh, who who you're? No, up. I don't want to say anything negative about Pettis or positive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pick is uh, the player you won't give up on. It's so obvious. I feel dirty even saying it but is Aaron Rodgers. Right now, after two weeks, he's the 20th-rated fantasy quarterback. He's only thrown for week one 203 point, or two hundred three yards. Second week, he had 209 yards. He's had like uh, 13.9 points first week and 16.4 the second. Uh, we all know his troubles he had last year with this coach. He pretty much ran him off, and there's been rumblings there. That- this past week, he had a little sideline uh, instance with his coach. But uh, I, I think for Aaron Rodgers fans or owners, just there's no need to panic. He's going to put up some big numbers. I hate to say it, Eric, but he's going to tear up the Lions twice this year. So,
2: Real quick, I just saw um, pigs flying outside. I looked
1: out the window and saw pigs.
2: <laughs> um, Detroit actually cool. said something positive about Rodgers. It's crazy.
1: I know. I can't stand the guy. I just – the media's love for Aaron Rodgers just drives me insane.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I mean,
1: it gets kind of old for me
2: too, honestly, being a Packers fan.
1: Like, I get he, he has all the tools. Like, he can throw the ball, you know, on the run and all that. But
2: So, just let him do it. I mean, you don't have to talk
1: about it all the time. Either. Yeah. Let's see it on the field. Please. I think we
0: – We all know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers and his place. Versus what he's done, you know, success was so. Um, but yeah, I do look for him to turn it as that offense gets more good. I look for him to turn it around there with uh, Lafleur and and all that good stuff. So
2: let's not bring up Matt Ryan though.
0: Let's not bring up him, Matt Ryan because this podcast will go on for forty five additional minutes. <laughs> we'll save that so. for another day. Right, I'll get my time. Don't worry. Stat Ryan, we'll get it all out. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, so those are our players that we just have to give up on and the players that we just can't quit. Uh, so coming up now are week three predictions, and I'm going to go – I'm going to uh, save the game in the line, kick to Phil, kick to Detroit, and then back to me, and then, and then we'll go from there. So first game up, Cross Vegas Gamblers on the road at the Charleston Methadones. The Gamblers are a three-point road favorite, again, in the point spreads that do not matter since it is Tuesday evening. But we have to have something to gauge off of, so we'll we'll go from there. Phil, what do you see?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to go with the point spread. I think the Gamblers are going to cover and get the win here. Um, Wentz didn't look great in week two, but I think he's going to bounce back against the Lions defense. Um, And his wide receivers have some pretty good matchups. Tyrell Williams – against the Vikings, who are 24th against receivers. Um, Adam Thielen going against the Raiders, who are dead last against receivers. And then Michael Thomas uh, against the Seahawks, who are 22nd. Um, DJ Moore does have a tough matchup against the Cardinals, who are 11th, but I think he's going to continue with his breakout season. And, of course, Dalvin Cook, I mean, he's having a really great year, and I think that will continue. So I'm going to go with the gamblers on this one.
1: Well... I have to uh, disagree with you, Phil. I'm going with my boy Matt and the Charleston Methadones. Um like you guys you said the point what, Matt? <laughs> I know there is a rumor out there that I have a man crush on Matt, but it's definitely not true. I just like him more <laughs> than I like Brett. So anyways. <laughs> I uh I still like uh his running backs. I Kamara, even without Breeze, I think they're just gonna feed him the ball. They're going to drop it down to him all the time when he goes out of the backfield. So I I just like Matt in a, uh, in a pretty po- close game.
0: Um, I'll, we need to go back. I don't know if how many games Phil has where he's the lone wolf, um, but I don't know that he has won one where he's gone because I look at this matchup here. here. <laughs> I, have, I have Dalvin Cook. Uh, he does continue uh, at, at home in Minnesota versus Oakland. But I am a little bit – I know it didn't show much last week, but I'm a little bit more of a believer in that Raiders defense than than most. Um, But he'll still have a decent game. Um, But this game has a lot of uh, Saints and Seahawks exposure. Uh, Michael Thomas for the Gamblers, but then you have Kamara, Wilson, and Lockett for the Methadones. I think this game will will score uh, more than people think. So, um, also – Issue for Nick right now and the gamblers. They possibly don't have a tight end to start. And uh, Njoku kind of fell on his neck. It looked, looked pretty brutal, so we don't know if he's going to play. And, of course, Henry's hurt. So that and, – and Matt, again, miraculously, got Evan Ingram. Hmm. I wonder how that happened. So um, <laughs> we'll see. But I'm going with the uh, methadones to start uh, 3-0. and uh, Next up. I get to go back home to Montrose where the Renegades come to town. Um, Rockland and Renegades are, however, six-point favorites. So, Phil, how do you see this?
2: Uh, yeah, sorry, Rhett, but I see the mega powers starting the season one and two. Um, I'm going with the Renegades in this matchup. I really like his matchups. Only one of his offensive players is facing a top 15 defense against their respective position in this matchup, and that's uh, Kerry and Johnson going against uh, – the Eagles, who are 10th. Um, and I, I think it could be a big day, surprisingly, for the Lions offense, which could mean a big day for the Renegades as well. So I'm going with Renegades.
1: How dare you say something about bad about the Lions, Phil. Come on. <laughs> uh, I actually – what did I write down here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have – We're
2: not recording, man, don't worry.
1: I know. I kind of want to just change my pick here. I'm radio. Going, I know, I'm sorry. I <laughs> apologize, guys. I wasn't prepared for this. That's all right. I, I'm going with the Montrose Mega Powers. <laughs> I uh I have no reason. I, I don't hate Eric or anything, but that's it.
0: <laughs> Your body is so pre programmed to say bad things about me that you had to take ten minutes just to say that I would win a game. <laughs> um so, uh, looking at this matchup here, uh, I like uh, the, the running back matchups for the mega powers Gurley going to Cleveland where we just saw Bell have some success, um, and that was with him being the only option uh, for the Jets. And then we have uh, David Johnson going to Carolina. They just gave up. They just made Peyton Barber look like a stud. So, So we'll see that. And then my favorite part. Marlon Mack going against the Falcons and Calvin Ridley going against the Colts. I will be there in person to scout my team, to give them a motivational talk. Also, when you look at Eric's side, I don't know which carry on Johnson's for real, which TJ Hawkinson is for real. So we'll have to see how that plays out. And then also at the game that I'll be at Leonard might not play. He's in, and that's Eric's uh, leading defensive player. He's in concussion protocol. So that could be a, uh, uh, harmful for the renegades as well. So my prediction for the third week in a row, I am predicting myself to win. Um this should go well if I keep that up all season long. Uh, well, let's, so just,
1: group, let's, well, let's just hope you get let's hope you get some points out of your tight end this week.
0: Yeah. If Mark Andrews goose eggs and O. J. Howard goes off.
1: I don't
0: <laughs> I, hope not. I, don't I may not
1: party. leave Indy.
0: I may not leave Indy. I might just, you know, call up in a bar in Indy and just stay there. So Okay, now, next up, we have the Glasgow Gunslingers traveling as 40-point favorites to the mar Midnight Riders. Bill,
2: go ahead. Well, I mean, I hate to keep and Mike like I always seem to do every week. You um, for the the hö- podcast. Without you doing that. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll try to say something negative about the Gunslingers. Um, four of their non- Offensive starters are facing a top eight defense versus their positions. But they have Zeke going against the Dolphins who are 29th overall against fantasy running backs. Um, So he's going to have a huge day. And then also I think Jimmy G is going to have an even better week three than he did week two. Um, So I think gunslingers are going to cover and win here.
1: Yeah, I I think this one's going to get ugly and it's going to get ugly early. And this might be over by the four o'clock games. Um, Sorry Mike, I love you I, I want you to win this game Because I want you to take down the commish But I don't think you're running back from the Chargers What's his name again, Brett? His name <laughs> is Austin
0: Eckler, which I will okay, never forget
1: right. Okay, I just want to make sure I don't think he's going to have a big game like he has Been having, so I, uh, I have the gunslingers Winning big
0: Okay, so um when I look at this, I just I broke it down with just two sets of matchups. It's Mahomes and Jimmy G versus Baker and Bridgewater. Uh obviously any 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 side with Mahomes on it is gonna is gonna be the favorite there. And then it's George Kittle versus Rudolph. So I mean it's just it, it is uh, it is gunslingers all the way here. I do have the formula. For the Midnight Riders to pull out the upset, though, the upset of the year, this would have to be. I need the charging, Chargers and Texans to combine for 80 plus points, and then they may just do it. So if we get an absolute shootout with no defenses on the field, our men might have an outside chance. But then I look at the offense again. See, Zeke is going against the Dolphins. Don't want to talk about it anymore. I pick the Gunslingers. On to the next game. Okay. <laughs> the uh, Putnam Mountain Mamas traveling to the KC Kings, our first home favorite uh, of, of the week. Uh, the, the Kings are a 21-point favorite. Phil, lead us off.
2: Well, I actually originally went with the Mountain Mama, but I switched my pick to the Kings. Um, I was going to go with him, but it looks like D, uh, Damian Williams might be out this game, and the running back matchups weren't great anyways. Um. Cousins has a decent matchup, and I know I think he's garbage, but I think he'll have a pretty decent week. And then, of course, Olivier on Bell and Christian McCaffrey. They have tough matchups, but I still think they're going to put up some pretty good numbers. So I think the Kings are coming on top of this one.
1: Well, I worry about uh, the Kings' quarterback issue this week. Uh, I know he made a trade, got Rudolph. uh, But we all know Kirk Cousins is hot garbage. And he's going up against Maddie Ice. Well, they're not actually playing each other, but... but I, it's, I'm actually...
0: Maddie. Ice, not that... I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's Maddie Ice with me in
1: the
0: crowd.
1: So, but... Yeah, I'm sorry, people. He interrupted us for that. But <laughs> anyways, I'm actually going to go with the Puttin' Mountain Mamas uh, upset this week. No, I don't hate Tim, even though I took a shot at him earlier, but... I got the Mamas winning this one. All right. So, i look at this game.
0: Uh, what does Bill Belichick do best? He takes your best player out of the game. That's Le'Veon Bell for the Jets. Uh, that's their only weapon. So, we'll see if he can do that as well. I mean, you got Cousins and, and Mason. I trust uh, uh, Matt Ryan and and Murray a lot more. Uh, Mozart is going to have a quality game against Pittsburgh. So, um this is my episode of the week as well, and it's going to make Phil on the Lone Wolf f- f- three out of the first four games. So we're going to see a lot of shakeup in the standings here, but I have the uh, Mountain getting their second win of season. I've got to make a comeback somehow. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, next up, Phil's Nitro Neanderthals travel to take on the Dobermans. The Neanderthals are 21 point favorites. Phil, go ahead and tell us why you why you will win. Oh, well
2: I think a good start to that is that the Dobermans are currently the lowest scoring team in the league by a significant margin. Um so that's all I got. I just think I'll i
0: win because he's a low scoring team. He's got <laughs> Rogers on the bench, Phil. He's still got yeah. the Reed doesn't look at this stuff until Sunday at eleven thirty.
1: Yeah. I got I've got the dogtown Dobermans winning this week. Sorry, Phil. Um, I I think I love that Josh Allen. What he's doing in Buffalo. He's uh, he's turned into a decent fantasy quarterback. Uh, hopefully, Ma- Malcolm Brown takes some points away from Gurley this week. That would be nice. Sorry. What? Did, what? What was, what, what? What was it that? Nice? I don't know. Yeah, anyway,s. But I, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with uh right now it says it's an upset, but once he puts Rodgers in, I think it's gonna be pretty much an even line. So I'm going with the dogtown Dobermans this week. All
0: right. All right, so we'll look at this game. Uh Allen and Rodgers, I really like their matchups with with Cincy, who just saw uh, you know, Jimmy G go off on him as well. So and, and Denver. Um, I do like that Phil will have the Devontae Adams hedge on Rodgers, so it's hard to see Rodgers going off without Devontae Adams having a big piece of that, so that should help Phil out, but in the end, I mean, until something happens with this uh, wide receiver combo of Beckham and Brown, I, I do think it might be too much this week, which means for the first five games, still is a little whoop in four of them. I do have the Dobermans, Dobermans winning this game here, so on to our final game, our game of the week. Uh, the Polka Pharmacists travel up View to take on the River Rats. River Rats are four-point favorites. It's going to be the first time in a long time that the River Rats have been the game of the week and a favorite. So, nice little take there. And, uh, Phil, go ahead and call this last game.
2: Yeah, so surprisingly, the Pharmacists have actually outscored the River Rats so far in the season by a couple points. Um, but I think uh, Lamar Jackson is going to put up huge numbers against the Chiefs. I think that the Baltimore-Kansas City game may actually be the high scoring game this season. Um, and I also like Nick Chubb to have a huge game versus the Rams. And I think Trubisky is actually going to have a pretty good chance of turning his season around going against the Redskins. So I think he's going to put up some pretty good numbers this week. So I'm going to go with the River Rats over the Farmers. Thank
1: you, Phil. Thank you, thank you. I, uh, I'm, I'm picking myself again this week, and hopefully Trubisky scores more than – I think he scored seven points all year, maybe. So, uh, And it was looking like – what's going on with Cam Newton? I saw some kind of report this week that he's got – or today that he has some kind of foot issue. Uh, so gonna... Go ahead. Yeah. So they told everybody that the
0: foot's not a problem. The foot's not a problem. He's not running. Why is he not running? But the foot's not a problem.
1: They come out and say the- yeah, so who knows? He may, maybe he'll even miss this week. And I don't even, I don't know if he even has a backup quarterback on his roster. It looks like Ryan Tannehill. Um, but I do like, I like Nick Chubb this week against the Rams. I think Aaron Jones is going to have another big week. So I still don't think my team's, I don't know, I know I'm undefeated, but. All you got to do is get to the playoffs. I have some major holes on the team. I think my defensive players aren't really been playing up to par, but I'm still taking myself this week.
0: Looking at this game with with Cam being hurt, uh, possibly not even playing, Lamar Jackson getting the chance to to go off in Kansas City. Uh, Also, John Brown on on Detroit's team, one of uh, Josh Allen's favorite targets, Going, going against Cincy at home. I see a couple of deep shots there. I don't love LJ's running backs and their matchups. Uh, Philip Lindsay's way more of a timeshare than, than what I think most people thought he would be in. So as much as it pains me, I'm going to take the river rats to win this game and start the season three and Oh, and with that, that'll wrap up our week three Predictions. So fellas, I'm going to turn it over to both of you now and any uh, final uh, words before we sign off for this week and go ahead and go to uh, Detroit first here.
1: Yeah, I would uh I want to close this week uh, with uh doing another shout out to uh the highest scorer of the week this past week and that was the our great commissioner Jeremy Clark and Brett Steele's favorite person in this entire league. Uh he scored 297 points. Yay! His team is uh, rolling after that week one loss, so I just want to give him a shout-out. And uh, also, Brett, you suck. A score, so nice that we had to say it twice
0: because Detroit wasn't listening to the breakdown of the game scores we went through, and Jeremy, or he just wanted more time to up to the well, commissioner.
1: Yeah, because I'm known to suck up to the commissioner in this league. <laughs> <laughs> have you looked at the Have you read Discord much? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Phil, uh, how do you get a hold of us? And any final comments? Uh, thanks, Brett. Yeah, as always, um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at KDFL
2: Podcast. You can follow myself at Phil Ruxy. Um, You can follow Brett at Brett Still Two. That's Still with an E. And you can follow Detroit at Detroit eight three seven four. Um, and for Brett Still and Jonathan Detroit Haynes, I am Phil Ruxy. uh Seacrest out we yeah. yeah.